it's Warhorse and Warhorse's pal Boner. And we're here to tell you that you're listening to the uh, Rough House podcast with Marty and Kristoff. You know, Marty the Mangler and uh, Kristoff the uh, Jack. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. But I'm glad you're here. Glad you're ready to listen to this shit. Clean out your ears. Shut your mouth. Open your eyes. Because it's time for that good, sweet podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 338 for recording date, Sunday, September 3, 2023. Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Kristoff, and uh, guys, <laughs> guys, <laughs> I hope I hope you have, uh, I hope you've, uh, you know, you're in a comfortable position. I yes. think you have a. I hope you have a nice cup of coffee, or yeah. depending on which part of the time of the day you listen to this, a, a stiff cocktail. Because there's a there's some shit we need to get into yeah. here. So so let's just get out of the way. Uh, payback was last night. Shinsuke Nakamura did not win the title. Judgment Day are the new tag champions. But never mind that shit. Here it comes. <laughs> Boy, uh, two or sorry, three days to the year mark of Brawl Out. It was announced at 4.30 Eastern time yesterday afternoon, Saturday, September 2nd, that AEW has released and terminated contracts Mm -hmm. with CM Punk. I fell. Oh boy. Um, your shit. <laughs> we talked a few weeks ago because it was just coming out when we started recording that day mm-hmm. uh, about Punk taking a shot at Hangman Adam Page as Collision went off the air. Right. Um, God, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, making some stupid comment uh, about how, you know, he's a peg warmer, which is such an insidery term for a very niche nerd set that mm-hmm. it's its own thing. And that sort of opened up the floodgates that there were multiple issues with CM Punk going on at Collision. Everything from uh, him getting in the face of Ryan Nemeth. Uh, within one of the first few weeks of the show, uh, to banning Christopher Daniels from being mm-hmm. backstage, even though Christopher Daniels is a fucking VP of talent relations. Right. Um, to, you know, the rumors and scuttlebutt leading the way into Punk's return that there was a lot of back and forth between the Punk camp and the AEW camp and sort of figuring out how everything was going. I mean, it looked like Punk wasn't even going to be on Collision. They built the show for Punk but they didn't allow his friend to come back in a steal. Mm-hmm. So he was walking. He was, he was not going to do the thing. And another one of the stories that leaked was this back and forth that punk had with Jack Perry. Mm-hmm. Jack Perry was going to do an angle on collision, continuing his feud with hook, 
where he was going to be uh, thrown into uh, a window of a car. Okay. Uh, it was agreed by agents. It was approved. But Punk said, hey, we don't do that here. We don't do that on my show. And very much was trying to do the, I'm a older vet and I'm going to tell you that this is a bad idea. And more so, Punk thought that Jack wanted to do it legit so he mm. could miss a dynamite taping the next week, which is <laughs> what among the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard. What the shit, man? So, Sunday, 81,000 people, the biggest show in AEW history, on yeah. Zero Hour. Jack Perry, when he gets Hook, Jack Perry mm. comes to the ring in a limo. Jack Perry and Hook fight on said limo. Sure, as one does. Yes. They brawl on top of it, and I believe it's uh, it's Hook that gets thrown onto the windshield mm -hmm. by Jack Perry, and Jack walks up to the camera and says, that's real glass, why don't you go and cry about it? <laughs> I mean, you know, he's I mean, a shit, but yeah, it, I get it. It's a shot. People knew about the story, and from what I understand... Jack wasn't so much as mad about, you know, the, the conflict between him, him and punk, like obviously tempers were raised, but his problem was more that the story got out, that it became this public thing. Mm -hmm. So that was the last match on zero hour. We're about to go on the air with all in the biggest pay-per-view event in all elite wrestling history. And it's going to be opened up. By CM Punk versus Samoa Joe for the, quote unquote, real world title. Yeah, right. Stupid angle. So as Jack is coming backstage, who's in Gorilla? Who's ready to do his thing but CM Punk? Sure. And there was an altercation. Yeah. Now, the I, I want, and I'm sure there have been more details released. Yeah, about... I was going to say, I, I have the, the breakdown as okay. in The Observer, if you, if okay. you want to dig into it. Yeah, because I, I, I'm curious to see what, you know, who uh, made contact with whom first and what was said and who yeah. was there. These, these, these are the questions I have from just, you know, doom scrolling Twitter and finding random bits of people uh, posting things on their clickbait articles. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm I'm going to be paraphrasing things from this week's Observer, uh, but this is what we have. Um, <clears throat> uh, there are seemingly a dozen versions of what happened next. Mm -hmm. In the big picture, there was an altercation as Punk confronted Perry, which got physical in front of numerous witnesses, including Tony Khan. Okay. So right now there's a conflict between two guys happening in front of the owner of the company. Awesome. Right. Great job, everyone. Yeah. Uh, one Not just when start. Um, one person close to Punk who wasn't there, but had talked with him, said they had tried to help a young guy to prevent him. The thing I was talking about earlier that, like, you know, Punk was trying to pass knowledge down. Mm -hmm. So the Punk side of the story, as shared by uh, House, H-A-U-S, of wrestling reporter Nick Hausman, mm -hmm. who throughout all of this has basically been, if he's not getting the word directly from Punk, it's like secondhand through someone because he has been since brawl out. I think the guy who gets all these CM Punk exclusives. Scoops, yeah. Yeah. He's also the guy 
who call uh, who was called on by Punk to talk shit about Colt Cabana in Brawl mm. Out. Uh, so, fun oh, little so that was a plant question. Um, hard to say. So this was the Punk side. Punk was in Gorilla since his match with Joe was next. Jack Perry walked past him and Punk asked Perry if he had something to say. And the conversation escalated. The version from either Punk or someone close to him said that Perry asked Punk to do something about it. <laughs> that version was that Punk shoved Perry. Perry shoved back. Punk then grabbed Perry in a choke with just the idea of holding him there to defuse the situation. And he didn't want to fight Perry and no punches were thrown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, the version that Jack told people. Uh, is he was leaving after losing, got backstage. Punk came up to him with a lot of people around and said, do we have a problem? Perry said, no. Perry then said to Punk that stuff got online uh, about him and the line using the term cry me a river. He was saying it more just to, you know, sort of acknowledge it, get some heat. Mm-hmm. Um, the version uh, then included that Punk said something to the effect of, you know, I could fuck you up at any time, right? Punk said this. Punk said this. I mean, to be fair, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jack that doesn't stand a chance yeah. in, a, in a shoot fight. Well, I don't know. I mean, we saw p- how Punk did in a real fight. I mean, uh, I know, but he's a Hollywood actor's son who likes to play wrestle. So, uh, But then uh, Punk pie faces Jack, puts a guillotine on him, throws some awkward punches, and uh, Samoa Joe broke it up. Then this MVP is the... MVP Samoa Joe. Yes. Then this is the neutral version. Okay. And do we know who this is from? No. Uh, as it says here, a neutral source who was not a wrestler, but was there and witnessed it. Maybe it's Tony. I don't know. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. I feel like he, if I don't know, like a, a neutral person who is not a wrestler makes me think that they're still an employee of AEW perhaps. Um, and not Certainly. just a random Wembley staff member or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and more on that in a second, the Wembley bit, bit uh, which yeah. is actually kind of crucial to all of this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the neutral source said right after Perry came to the back, Punk went nose to nose with him aggressively, asked him if he had a problem. Perry said he was just looking to get heat as a heel. Punk mm. shoved him hard. Perry got in his face. And is that version Punk sucker punched him and went for a choke. Oh, people immediately broke it up and Tony Khan was yelling at Punk to let him go. Person said that once they were separated, Punk lunged in Khan's direction, but a number of people got in his way while Punk was yelling, I quit. Lunged at Tony Khan. Yes. Lunged at Khan, told him he quit. Monitors were knocked down and then Joe was very upset and went to calm Punk down. Um. In uh, in another version of the story, uh, it said uh, both guys were at fault. Um, but when the talent found out, they got motivated to put on great matches. It kind of brought everyone together, and Samoa Joe was a real leader, was one comment made. I so, mean... Joey Samoa looking good in all this. Sure, I, I, you know, he's, he's Joey Samoa. He's great. So, Joe calms everybody down. And right. the match does happen, and I'm sure we're going to talk about everything that happened at All In. But what's interesting is, after that, there was a lot of silence. And word came out around Wednesday, because they were going to go live with Dynamite, and they wanted people to kind of know what was going on, so they started mm-hmm. sending this out through, you know, the sheets and the reporters and everything, that both Punk and Jack 
were suspended pending, pending an investigation. investigation. Yeah. So Wednesday was uh, a shit show of a dynamite, not because the show itself was bad, but because they had to rebook the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, some people got COVID. Some people uh, could not Stuck fly in a hurricane because of the hurricane. Uh, of course, CM Punk wasn't there, and I'm sure they were going to try to build something over three Chicago shows with right. CM Punk. It was a whole to do. And people were at uh, Bray Wyatt's funeral, too. Right, right. Uh, the You know, the whole spectrum of things collided in this one moment. No, no pun intended. Uh, well, I see what you did there. And uh, it was quiet. We didn't know it was happening. Tony Khan does his normal press call on, I think it was Thursday. Thursday, yeah. To uh, talk to the press, talk about All Out coming up this weekend. And the only thing he really said about Punk, and the only thing he really said about the situation is, it's going to be clear before Sunday the situation with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. I think he knew then. Probably. Because, I mean, he was there, so yes. he saw with his own eyes and he's the shot caller. So absolutely. And then, uh, last night on, well, sorry, last night in Chicago, before they went live, Mm -hmm. Tony Khan came out and gave an impassioned speech to the Chicago crowd talking about why he did what he did. He got really emotional and welled up about it. There were boos in the beginning, but by the end, the crowd was chanting Tony. And then in one of the more surreal moments in wrestling history, on TNT last night, Tony Khan was the first person we heard from. Today I had to make one of the toughest decisions of my professional career. Today I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk, for cause. So for cause. More on that in a minute. Okay. Oh, trying to get it to play again. This there stems from a backstage incident at AEW All In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable and it endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff, the people who help put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. Okay, so Fair. everyone was in bad in that moment. It's not wrong. Like, yeah, undoubtedly, it wasn't like there's three people sitting there. That's you know, Punk Joe and Tony. Right. It's a crowded area with Agents. a lot of uh, equipment and yeah. you know, gear and you know, things that are hazards that someone gets knocked into something, bad things could happen. Yeah. Non-wrestling talent, people who are just like production staff, whether for the stadium or for, you know, the video team or anything like that. Sure. Uh, Yeah, they're they're probably like, what the fuck is going on? I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger. Okay, that's a little over the top. A little hyperbolic. Yeah. yeah. I get what he's saying, though. Like, absolutely, this this was fucked up. And it wasn't like this was a, a, a skirmish between the boys backstage. Yeah. This was in front of everyone. Yeah. And, if rumors are to be believed, he lunged, uh, Punk lunged at Tony. Yeah. That's a whole new level. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I know you're fired. No, it's all right. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. It came at the recommendation of a discipline committee here in AEW, as well as outside legal counsel, who delivered a unanimous 
recommendation. And I have followed up on that recommendation. I'm sorry to any fans who are upset by this. I'm sorry to anyone who's upset by this. Despite that, we're going to have a great show tonight on Collision, and we're going to have a great AEW all-out pay-per-view tomorrow here in Chicago. Last weekend was the greatest weekend in AEW history. This is the greatest week in AEW history. We're going to continue the great momentum here tonight on Collision and tomorrow night on All Out Pay-Per-View. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, I think it's classy to apologize to the fans. I, I think that is that's, – that's not a Vince McMahon move. <laughs> that's not, no, no, no. Yeah, Vince would never do anything like that. Hell, that's now, not really a wrestling promoter move in general. True, true. Now, what, did he offer refunds to anybody in Chicago uh, who Great had bought question. tickets with – yeah. Uh, not that I am aware of. Hmm. But, I mean, I suppose at the same time, maybe there were instances that didn't get, like, a big public, you know, announcement that maybe there right. were some people who did that. And Tony was like, yeah, whatever. Um, sure. So this whole uh, committee th- that's doing the investigation. The, uh, yeah, we have any idea who's on it? No idea who's on it. Uh, the belief is uh, – and I I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I apologize if I fucked this up. Megha Parka? Who is oh, yeah, 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 the, Mega. Uh, the, the lead uh, legal counsel for AEW, also lead, lead legal counsel for the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. considered to be the second most powerful person in AEW behind Tony Khan. Apparently, yeah. she was heavily involved in this. There are okay. some rumors that she was one of the people who was a witness as well. I wouldn't be surprised if she was uh, right there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, A, she's at one of the biggest shows in the company's yeah. history. But also, B, if not right there, is immediately like, what the fuck? Right. Where's the video? Yeah. Where's the video? Well, Wembley, as a stadium, has a bunch of cameras. Because, you know, it's a stadium that's used for football matches and everything else. There is apparently security camera footage of all of this. It hasn't leaked. I'm sure someone is going to send it to TMZ before the weekend's over. Um, but I'm sure that was part of it. Uh, my understanding is multiple people were interviewed. And uh, according to Observer Radio this morning, it wasn't just about Punk and Jack's co- confrontation. Well, no, it's lunging at Tony. It wasn't just about that. Oh. Multiple people who weren't involved in any of this were interviewed to understand how they feel about the locker room now compared to a year ago. Oh, okay. And understanding what has changed since September. Brawl out. <laughs> right. So this became like a, a full court press of how bad is this? Right. And clearly it's yeah. bad enough to let Punk go. Um, the understanding is upon uh, Punk's return to AEW, he signed an NDA to not talk about Brawl Out. He signed an NDA to not talk shit about the elite. He fucked that up immediately. And yeah. most crucially, he signed something that said he would not get into another physical altercation while he was perform- performing with AEW. And in turn, they fired his ass. Yeah. No, no extra money, no buyout, no a year ago. That was definitely a possibility. Sure. Yeah, no, Uh, I know we even advocated for it on this very show to say, hey, let's uh, send them home, send them home, pay them off, wash your hands of this. 
And instead, they brought him back. Instead, they let this powder keg grow mm-hmm. and ultimately explode during the biggest show of the company's history. Right. Yeah. So what do we know now? Well, one, Collision is no longer its own quote unquote brand. Apparently, Warner Brothers Discovery was told late this past week that the soft brand split was over. Okay. Wink, 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 wink. Yes. Again, they probably knew this was coming. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm sure him and his Warner people were were in heavy conversation. Yeah. Uh, Multiple people made their collision debut last night. Uh, Britt Baker, uh, who was actually rumored to have some issues with CM Punk. Um, which I find hmm. fascinating. I don't know what yeah, cause about because she was, was one of the ones that he had quoted yeah. of being, you know, the new generation or whatever. Yeah, uh, he even said that she should have been a pillar instead of MJF during the yeah. MJF feud. Right. Um, Sheeta made her debut just because you know the only women that have really been on the show have been like Willow and you know basically all the uh, B tier women uh, and Chris Willow and Chris Statlander. You know, it, it, it I, was not a a great division there. I, I can't imagine Sheeta having heat with anybody or, no. or vice versa. She seems like the sweetest person. Absolutely. And um, <laughs> I think it was less that like, oh, she has heat with someone or Punk was like, no, Sheeta. It was just dynamite people are on dynamite. Sure. Collision people are on collision. Um, the Bucks showed up at the end of the show last night <laughs> uh, to, to tease their eight man tag coming up today. They received a chorus of booze. So well, sure. I tonight mean, could be interesting. Yeah, no, this, this, I was worried about the crowd last night. I'm more worried about the crowd tonight because, you know, a pay-per-view atmosphere is different than a Saturday evening TV atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there are people on this card with history, good or bad, with mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Brooks. So uh, has anybody checked on uh, on FTR? Are they, uh, <laughs> are they okay? Are they... Uh, well, Dax was in the main event of Collision last night. Uh, that's right. He fought Jay Wright. Jay White, right? Yes. Uh, as they came out, noted gun enthusiast Cash Wheeler threw up the X with his arms. Oh, good. So there's that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was Jay White and Dax. It was actually a really fun match. Um, well, they're both good wrestlers. I yeah, get it. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, there hasn't really been anything else in that regard. Okay. So what do we know now? One even though we had been talking about it for a year as an option, Tony Khan finally did what he needed to do. Yeah. AEW was built on this idea of pro wrestling in a way that pro wrestling hasn't been done before. Not only in ring, but behind the scenes. Sure. More on the in ring later. Yeah. Um, (laughs) the, the, The concept was about eschewing the norms and building something better. Yeah. If this was WWE, A, Punk would have gotten off scot-free because he's a bigger star. Sure. B, they would have turned it into an angle. Mm -hmm. That wasn't happening here. And more crucially, even though it took them a fucking year to figure it out, they got rid of Punk. Right. I mean, there's a through line here and it's yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, he's it's it's what's crazy to me is that he was the guy who always was talking shit about the older generation. Yes. 
And he has become that. Yes. Uh, because AEW especially has a newer generation, people who think differently, think that people who don't, um, you know, lead, uh, stick to the, the old norms of everything in the locker room. I, f- I feel like some of them still kind of do like the handshake everybody's, which is still fucking stupid. Right, right, right. But, you know, some of them I think f- still exist. But, you know, there's clearly no wrestler's court. There's, you know, there's there's a lot of things that happen in the locker rooms at AEW um, that don't happen in the locker rooms at WWE. Like right. it's a different breed of people yes. uh, and a mindset. And that's when you bring in this poison of this person who has, you know, been um, – you know, in, in the old ways for so long, right. uh, it, they, they can't let that go. And then they try and push it on everybody else and play it off as, oh, I'm being the veteran. This is, you know, I'm trying to help you out, kid. But really, you know, you're only looking out for yourself. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're standing in the way of progress and change at that. Point. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it's funny to contrast it to what we were talking about with Terry Funk last week. Sure. Terry Funk, as we talked about, was someone who said. That's the future. That's where things are going. Yeah. I may not get it, but they do, and it's working. Yeah, and Terry Funk is a guy who was doing moonsaults in his 50s. Right. Because he was like, hey, that'll Let's get go. over. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. But he was someone who did not stay in this sense of sta- uh, what's it, stasis, status, whatever. Uh, yeah, stasis. He, yeah, he did not stay uh, uh, static. Static. Yes, he constantly moved. He constantly changed. He constantly thought about you know the next step and the next yeah. phase. Punk was supposed to be one of those guys. He was supposed to be this future of wrestling. This guy who you know, yes, he he talked in the mic like you know uh, territorial guys, but he watched tapes. He was yeah. interested in you know nerd shit. Like he was supposed to be this different guy. And the craziest thing to me is that. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, hypothetically, you have CM Punk and Chris Jericho in a new promotion, which one was going to be the guy causing more problems? I yeah. probably would have said Jericho at that point. Yeah. But Jericho has, to his credit, kind of adapted and been open minded right. and been helpful to not only the locker room, but Tony as well. You know, I, we give. Uh, me especially give Chris Jericho a lot of shit for oh, naming every segment sure, and you sure, know sure. doing all these you know ho- things that are kind of hokey and 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 hack. But um, to his credit, he has you know gone with the flow and helped with the innovation. And yeah, I you know it it's crazy to me that Phil's so pigheaded uh, and and stubborn yeah. that that he just couldn't allow that to happen. Yeah, I it's it's sad too because uh if you look at Punk's I'm gonna, I'm going to call it the first run in AEW from okay. his return in August 21 through to his injury uh in June 22. Okay. I thought it was great. You know, he was working with guys like Max and Darby and Eddie mm-hmm. Kingston and m- even for those who lost made him look good. And yeah. people came out of it better than they went in. Yeah. And I had hoped that's the direction that his feud with Hangman Page was going to go. Right. Yeah. It's that was really the turning point. Yeah. That that's that's where things changed because, you know, apparently it was okay for Eddie Kingston to make some wink wink remarks. 
but it was not okay for Hangman Adam Page to make some wink wink remarks. And, and I think uh, it really I think it all stems from Hangman not wanting to take advice from Punk. Like yeah. that's that's the ego. That's where the ego was fractured to the right. point where like, oh, you're not going to listen to me, brother. Yeah. I've been world champion and I've been at WrestleMania is all this sort of shit. And you're not going to listen yeah. to me. That's that's where it was like, all right, fuck these kids. And then, yeah. you know, his his whole attitude changed from there. And it's an interesting dichotomy uh, of that, because Punk can sit there and say, I've been places you've never been. Mm-hmm. I've done things you've never done. You should listen to me. And Hangman Adam Page could sit there and say, I built this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Without listening to anyone. Like, yeah. you would not have a job if it weren't for Tony Khan seeing what I did, what the Bucks did, what Kenny did, and yeah. going, this is the way. This is the direction we need to go in. Mm-hmm. Anyway. He's gone now. Punk is gone. Yep. We will not have CM Punk in AEW anymore. It will no longer be the sort of Damocles hanging overhead of either when is he going to come back or when is right. he going to blow up. It's done. It's over. Safe to say Ace Steel also uh, gone yeah. so too, I'd imagine. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> if, if he has not already uh, tenured his resignation, I'm sure he will shortly. Right. Um, or maybe they maybe they let him go with some severance too. I yeah. don't know because I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe Ace is like, "Fuck it, I work at home. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep doing this." Um, well, you know, <laughs> Phil has a contemptuous uh, relationship with friends and uh, wrestling companies, so you know, yeah. we'll see uh, him and, eventually. And one of his friends was being <laughs> shady on Instagram last night. Uh, Lars Fredericks Lars Fredrickson. Was of rancid fame of, of rancid fame was posting on Instagram about how, you know, uh, he didn't say punk's name specifically, but he's like, you know, my friend, you're, you're a real person and the sad little rich boys don't get you and all this other shit. And it was just like, Oh, oh God. buddy. But he's still taking a check <laughs> from, uh, from sad little rich boy for yeah. use of one of his songs. Which I guess they haven't used that much since she's an outcast now, but right. I'm sure they still have the rights to it. Yeah, and I'm sure he's he's you know made a lot of money off of that. Sure, uh, that back and forth. So before we just dig into a recap of the week in AEW in ring and take a look at All Out, I want to just mention one important thing. Okay. Survivor Don't fight backstage series. in front of your boss. Oh, I mean, there's that. <laughs> that clearly, that, there's that. Yeah. Survivor Series uh-huh. is in November. So, you know, that's the one night of the year that uh, members of the Raw and SmackDown team go head to head. Yeah. Uh, in order to determine brand supremacy. And supremacy. Yeah. Do you know where Survivor Series is emanating from? Oh, God. Is it in Chicago? Yes, it is. Fucking hell. <laughs> Let's see if he's a man of his word. I, I mean, don't know that he will be, but let's see if he is. I don't I don't know. I, I feel like this is kind of it for him wrestling. Like he was pretty disenfranchised after leaving WWE. Sure. It took eight years for him to, you know, get that itch and for the um, you know, to ingredients to be right yeah. to to come to this new startup which supposedly had this new mindset and way of doing things and has proven to be despite <laughs> Punk's insistence that it not be. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if if AEW was the last bastion of hope for pro wrestling for him, and then that kind of didn't work out for him, yeah. Without 
I don't even know if I don't even know if a substantial amount of money would get Punk to show up at Survivor Series. Like it I would, don't know because he's I mean, not he hurting was backstage for cash. At Raw just a few months ago. Right, yeah, but that he got, was he got escorted out, but still, right? Yeah, he went and visited but friends. We he think. was. I don't. I don't. He wanted know, to man. talk to Paul. Well, and that was before he came back to AEW too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was like within weeks of that. So the, yeah, it was like April so May he was, that this happened. He might have been angling, but I, I, I don't know if the money would be enough to to have him deal with all the politics again. Because I feel like it's not so much the in ring stuff. Uh, that's killing them. Injuries aside, you know, one of them was his fault. Another one, not so much. Yeah. But um, you know, the 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 backstage workings and you know Vince is fully back in charge, and now there's this all this other shit going on. I yeah. don't I don't know. I I it's it's not zero percent. Sure. Uh, as, but I think it's very low number. Yeah. Uh, two other possibilities that are interesting is uh, Bound for Glory impacts major show of the <laughs> oh my year. God. Is emanating Jesus. from Chicago. So wow. there's that. And, uh, you know, fellow Chicagoan Billy Corgan runs the NWA. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Punk versus I mean, EC3 next year? We'll see. I know I know. Billy's got a lot of money, sold a lot of records and everything. Yeah. But the NWA is just oh, nothing. Oh, it's sad. It's sad. It's, I mean, I saw a, a, the the... The clip of Tyrus running the ropes <laughs> to hit that splash. Yeah. Uh, and that brother. splash. <laughs> uh, barely a splash. Yeah. yeah. Um, sad. And EC3 is your champion. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's rough. It's, it's that rough. That ain't it, guys. That also, ain't it. Uh, I, I wonder how quickly Conrad texted CM Punk. I was like, Jesus. hey, brother, you want a podcast? <laughs> now, okay, so since his contract was terminated, does yep. the NDA still stand? I would believe so. Think so? Yeah. yeah like, it's a separate document? Yeah. Uh, speaking from my own experience, having signed a few NDAs over the years for yeah. my employment, it, it holds after you leave. Gotcha. So, okay. You know, there, there's that scenario. Uh, oh, and, and one thing that also is kind of weird in all of this, that uh, – I would love more clarity on it was said in the statement that was posted on the Twitter mm -hmm. that punk was released from his performer and employee contracts. Yes. What was he doing as an employee? I uh, probably angled some shit to get an extra paycheck. Was he an EVP too? Maybe that was part of the contingency of him coming back. Yeah. It's like if these schmucks can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Clearly not. Um, only other postscript to all of this. Again, Observer Radio this morning, uh, Brian Alvarez, Dave Meltzer were talking about this. And Dave indicated two things. One, that the version of the story that got out is less severe than what he had heard. So this may have okay. been worse. And two, for everything. Well, keep in that, mind that his source was probably one of the young bucks. So <laughs> shit, it could be Tony. Um, it's true. But uh, for every situation that got out publicly, there are a lot more that didn't. So mm -hmm. this could be like the new screw job in terms of everyone has a new angle and a new story about it for the next few years. Well, 
Well, yeah, but Punk signed an NDA about Brawl Out. He probably didn't sign one about this. Who so knows? Who knows? He could, you know, he could do a fucking, you know, Instagram live yeah. where he just starts burying everybody. His contract terminated. He's no longer an employee. Yeah. I don't know what the contingent, you know, what the uh, conditions of the release and everything are. There might be something in there. But sure. as we know it right now, he's free to speak. Uh, and, you know, the guy loves to flap his gums. So yeah, uh, this yes, is only a, a matter of time before uh, before we get his uh, very biased side of the story. Yes. Well, Chris, let's go to the before times and talk about last Sunday. OK. Yes. Like, I like Bush. Sure. It's a great song. Yeah. I mean, it was what, 1995, 97, 95, when, something like that. When, yeah. 94. I think you're right. Uh, it was when um, 16 Stone came out. Uh, yeah. Why the fuck was this the theme song for All In, aside from them being, you know, Gavin and Bush being British? I, I think that was really the extent of it. It's not a bad pro wrestling theme song. I'll, 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 I'll say that much. No, it's a great riff, but it's just it's it's, it's dated. Aged. Yeah, it's uh, and and maybe that's why we didn't hear it until literally the day of the show. It was not on any of the video packages or anything yeah. like that. It was day of the or show or subsequent recaps. Yeah, uh, so who knows? Anyway, all in emanating live from Wembley Stadium. It was a massive show. There were highs, there were lows, and I'm just talking about what happened on the show, not just <laughs> the backstage <laughs> stuff. Uh, the zero hour featured, uh, first a, uh, an in-ring segment featuring Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, and Jeff and Karen Jarrett. Jeff ran down the London crowd, and this brought out the very odd trio of Paul White, Mm -hmm. Anthony Agogo, Mm -hmm. and Grado. Do you know yeah. who Grado is, Chris? I remember him briefly uh, from what Impact he was in. Yes. I think yeah. for uh, for a spell. I know he's uh, from the UK and mm-hmm. you know has his following there. I didn't think he had been doing anything in the past couple of years. Wrestling wise, uh, no, because he's actually like on sitcoms in the UK now. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Um, but I had seen a lot of scuttlebutt on Twitter about – I guess he has history with Jarrett from Impact. One of or... the uh, – well, they had a history from Impact and, and yeah. history from I think it's ICW in, in mm-hmm. Scotland that you know they worked against each other. During the press tour, Jeff Jarrett was on a radio show with Grado and bonked Grado with a guitar. So sure. it was okay. clearly building to something. Um Grado got his revenge with a chair shot. Uh, Jay Lee's Lloyd to choke slam. All of that. Sure. Anthony yeah, yeah. Agogo still employed. I, yeah. Just, uh, hey, good I, for him. He threw a punch, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He threw a punch. Uh, with uh, Sat- uh, At Satnam Singh, I think. Um, hmm. Anyway. Then we had the Ring of Honor tag team title match as Ozzy Open defended against MJF and Adam Cole. Baby. And shockingly, at least to me... Yeah. MJF and Cole won the tag belts. Look, I said there was a chance it was going to happen. It was a low chance and uh, the low chance came through and we yeah. have new ROH tag champs. Um, I kind of feel bad for Aussie Open in this. Sure. <laughs> you know, um, but then it once that happened, I was like, OK, well, maybe the the main title isn't changing hands tonight because there's more right. more juice to the story here. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm not mad at it. Um sure. 
I, I know we're getting a, a match tonight uh, with them. I'm not even sure who they're uh, defending against because I don't know who won that battle royal thing. But I'll um, tell you. we'll get we'll yeah. get there. Yeah. Um. So, really, the like like you put the bummer is that Aussie Open got destroyed in the first match uh, yeah. at Wembley. And uh, before I forget, Wembley looked awesome. I, I don't know if it was a different video crew than they normally have, but this felt like the WrestleMania of AEW. It did, yeah. So, um, you know, they really took advantage of the fact that they had a massive crowd and uh, it was a massive building. You could and, feel the scale yes. of everything. Uh, though it was not as elaborate as a stage as you would see in WWE, I thought the like video entranceway thing they had was really cool. Yeah. It made it feel different. It, it wasn't just like, oh, okay, here's another AEW show in a bigger building. Right. Um, Hook defeated Jack Perry to win back the FTW title. I thought the match was really fun. I don't know if you got a chance to catch it. I have not seen uh, I don't know, I, it. I had a great time with it. And I, at the time, thought Perry's comment to the camera was funny. But uh, <laughs> you know, turns out I'm I, wrong. Well, to circle back, I, I don't know, you know, we spent the whole half hour talking about punk. Sure. I'm curious to see Perry's uh, status. Yeah, that, that is a great question. Because nothing has really addressed. come out about that. Everybody's been focused on punk. And if he, you know, said the said the line and if, depending on who you, uh, you know, believe backstage, instigated yeah. uh, this thing, uh, he was definitely involved sure. in it. Uh, so I'm, you know, still suspended because we haven't heard anything otherwise. We can assume. Yeah. Um, but honestly, fucking fire him too. <laughs> you know? just, just you know, let him go. Let him go to Hollywood or hang out with David Arquette or some shit. I don't know. He's he has he hasn't really done it for me. So yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I could I could absolutely see if he does get cut. He's fucking in NXT the next week. Like, oh, him, sure. Him yeah, and Brian that, Pillman they'll... Jr. can hang out together. <sighs> Show kicked off with CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. We had no idea at the time what had occurred. Now, I because it wouldn't let us go back and restart the pay-per-view after we watched it. And oh, apparently weird. Bleacher Report uh, has stopped giving access to prior uh, purchases on pay-per-views. That's weird. Uh, yeah, because it used to be that, you know, the first all-in or the first double or nothing, which, you know, everybody, you know, all the all the boys, we each s- s- rotate where we watch the pay-per-views. So right. each of our – we should just have one Bleacher Report account for everybody. We're not this smart. <laughs> um, so we each have, like, di- access to different pay-per-views, but they're locked now, yeah. uh, which is kind of shitty because that was kind of a – uh, and an upside of the BR uh, Live app is that you can yeah. go back and watch old pay-per-views if you wanted to. So we couldn't go back and restart um, all in after after it occurred. So I did not catch this match. Now, mm-hmm. my question to you is, did there appear to be any visible signs of being shook from no. uh, from Phil or anything? He was he was he no, turned it on. I, he, he was. I mean, he was no more grumpy looking than he normally is. Fair. Okay. Again, touche. Did not know. Uh, yeah, word yeah, yeah. came out, I think, after this match of, of what had transpired. Right. Um, Joe and Punk had a great match. It was really fucking fun. Uh, there was a bit where Punk, to get heel heat, started doing John Cena and Hulk Hogan spots, okay. um, which, you know, <laughs> okay. there's that. Uh, and there was a spot where uh, Joe took uh, Punk by the legs and swung him into the bottom of the announcer's table because the announcer's mm. table was right by yeah. Uh, the ring, so Punk cracked through the bottom and he bladed, so he was bleeding early on. Sure, uh, but 
I, I thought it was a, a really, really fun time. Uh, no we got our signature. Bar. We got our signature Samoa Joe uh, moving out of the way of somebody diving off of yes. the, a higher level, the high ground towards yes. him. So thank God for that in Wembley. Yeah, and he uh, got to do the uh, Olay f- uh, uh, face washes in the corner, mm-hmm. which was a, a really great time. But uh, there uh, was an attempt for a muscle buster by Joe. Punk avoided it, and then we got the Pepsi Plunge, which oh. was Punk's old finish yeah. to be the end. Then uh, we had the Golden Elite of Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and Hangman Adam Page against Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Kanosuke Takeshita. Really fun tag match. It was, yeah. Good sprint. Yeah, it, it was everything that you thought it would be. Was it a five-star classic that people are going to be talking about for the ages? No. 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 Uh, for me, the biggest highlight was Kota Ibushi looked more like Kota Ibushi in that match. Yeah, yeah, he tightened up the tightened up the midsection a little bit. Had yeah. was a little more spry than he was at uh, at Blood and Guts, and uh, you know, hit some of his uh, signature maneuvers. Uh, yeah. But really, the the break the standout star from that match was Takeshita. He got his shit in. Yes, yeah, and it, it's really going to be a, a big moment for him tonight. Yeah, Tim versus Kenny uh, at All Out, and. Uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, one note on, about Ibushi, he did slip while doing the uh, triangle moonsault, yeah. but that specific turnbuckle got multiple people over the course of the night. So I don't know mm-hmm. what happened there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, heels go over. Uh, and then that took us to the tag team title match as FTR defended against the Young Bucks. I thought this match was good, not great. Did you feel like it didn't get into that third gear or was it the finish that turned you off? What I, was, uh, I think it took too long to get into the third gear. I think that's where okay. my problem was because gotcha. once they got into the finish, like it was really exciting and well done, but the, there were a lot of near falls at the end there. <laughs> yes. Uh, but the, the period of time that it took to get to that, it, it did not feel like, um, it really excelled, especially compared to the gotcha. two prior matches. Um, okay. I was very surprised that FTR retained the tag belts, however. Same. Uh, especially Same. given that cash is uh, due to be in a courtroom real, real soon. Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll take a plea and, you know, probation or fine or something. something I don't know like the severity of that. It, it makes me think that they, since they won, you know, the lawyers have said, no, no, this won't be anything that'll keep him off of TV. He won't do any time or anything like that. So. And then that took us to the stadium stampede match, which for me might've been my match of the night. This was a lot of fucking fun. Um, it was more like anarchy in the arena than stadium stampede. Yes. Uh, well, cause the, it's a, not an empty stadium. <laughs> yeah. It's not an empty stadium. And also apparently Wembley was like, yeah, you can't do those things. So there were, yeah. there were restrictions on what they could or could not do. Um, a lot of crazy spots in this match, yeah. as you would expect. A lot of blood, uh, including fucking OC blading, which I didn't yeah. foresee happening. Uh, Santana, first match back, he looked amazing, like <laughs> physically. He, he looked beastly. Yoked. Um, Ortiz looked great out there. Uh, Emaciated. But, but, <laughs> yeah. But like he, he'd been around. So you yeah. know, it's, it's not like this was some big revelation. Uh, the part that, uh, was a little scary, but ultimately turned out to be part of the match was, uh, there was a pile driver spot where Santana hit a pile driver on Penta. 
Yeah. And they cut away from Penta and the doctors and all came out and all the people on the internet, whether it's Twitter or wherever you were watching with other wrestling folks like, oh, shit, is it a concussion? What's going on? Right. Yeah. Because they didn't they didn't really mention it. You could kind of see him being helped to the back. Yeah. And then they didn't put a lot of focus onto it to make you think it was an angle. So well done there. You got us. Yeah, absolutely. Because later in the match, Penta returned as Penta Oscuro. Yes. While wearing all red. Uh, but, you know, hey, He's, yeah, it worked. Um, <laughs> and then there was a scary spot with him on the ladder. Yes. That, uh, yes. The, uh, the, the, the thing, um, the rung gave out and it looked like he got hung up on his knee, uh, but then still did it. Uh, what a destroyer, destroyer off, uh, off the ladder. Some tables with Santana, I think uh, it, was. it was. Santana or Ortiz. One, it was one, one of the yeah, two. One of those um, and powerful guys. The finish- Sue showed up. Yes, yeah, Sue showed up. She was passenger side in the van. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she has a license British to drive in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, the finish actually was in the ring where OC did one of the wilder spots I've seen in this sort of garbage style brawling yeah. wrestling. He took a roll of duct tape and started duct taping his hand sticky side out. Mm-hmm. Then he pulled a bucket out from under the ring and smushed his hand into broken glass kickboxer style. Hell yeah, brother. So the finish was an orange punch with glass to the head of Claudio yes. Casagnoli. Yeah. Uh, wild, wild shit. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, there was, what, uh, barbed wire boards, yeah. lots of kendo sticks and chairs and skewers. tables. Um, Ske- yeah, Penta hit the skewers on Mox, but forgot to... To ta- take the the, yeah, the, yeah, the band the off, band off. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that was a little awkward. Um, yeah, it's a little cool. Uh, the match uh, post match had one of my favorite images of AEW full stop, where they cut to Mox and Kingston in the yeah. corner who had just gone through a barbed wire board and were stuck with each other. Yeah, as, literally. Uh, Kingston just raises his hand up and puts a middle finger right in Mox's yep. face. Art. Yeah, that is art. Uh, the the joy of Hanging that was, in the Louvre. was when they cut to that. There was a slight pause, and then you could tell it got on the video screen in Wembley as the crowd cracked up. So, yeah, yeah, great uh, stuff. It's a great moment, and then, like there was like a piece of a skin flap hanging off of Mox's head, and yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was wild. It was a brutal match. Then uh, we had the four way for the AEW Women's Title. Soraya was first out. Mm-hmm. With her entire family and Queens, we will rock you as her yeah. entrance music. Gee, wonder who was going to win that match at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did the whole, oh, it looks like it's one finish, but it's actually the other bit as uh, uh, Britt Baker had um, uh, Sheeta in the uh, lockjaw, but Soraya sprays Tony Storm in the eyes right. with the uh, grease, green spray paint to get the pin and ultimately become the new AEW Women's Champion. Yeah, Tony Storm, who apparently had just watched Sunset Boulevard for the first time and uh, came up with a new character. This new character uh, is amazing. <laughs> I, I love it so much. It's, uh, you know, I, I think she's performing it well. I don't yes. know how, what kind of legs it has. That's but fair. For, for the That's time fair. being, I don't hate it. We had the coffin match as Darby Allen and Sting defeated God. Swerve and Christian Cage. Darby is certifiable. Insane. He's it, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, as is Sting at this point. I mean, look, I, I went bowling, 10-pin bowling last night, yeah. and my, like, back and legs hurt. 
Yes. And I'm 40 years old. Okay. Yeah. Darby is what? Early, mid, early thirties. Yeah, if that, if that late thirties, late twenties, early thirties weighs, uh, you know, a buck 20 soaking wet and is just throwing himself around and then walking around the next day. Like it's nothing. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did multiple coffin drops on yeah, the onto outside the outside of the actual casket. Yeah, not um, like a, a a gimmicked, you know, um, uh, w- you know, particle board coffin that they throw together yeah. last minute. No, this is an actual coffin that is uh, heavy duty, and uh, you know, it, it harkens back to like the. Um, where the grave consequences matches in Lucha, where they use the actual coffins yes. Yes. painted up and got all like the visual of those types of coffins dented up is just fantastic. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Sting had a bit where he tried to put swerve through a table, was yeah. unable to do so, walked away from it, took a beat and went, ah, fuck it. I'm going fuck for it. it. And then yeah. just runs up on the apron and basically throws his entire ass at swerve yep. who's on the table <laughs> yeah breaks the table that time bad man uh sting of course came out to uh metallica seeking destroy yeah which... no tony dropping all the money yeah uh queen and metallica on one show and bush yeah and bush yeah. and i feel like there was another special yeah. song somewhere down the line um i, I I'm, I'm sure it'll it'll come up as as yeah. we we think about weren't there two queen played. songs uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, this match was a joy for me because it's that prime example of you expect a match is going to be X amount of good, but it's actually so much better. Yeah. 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 So it it really overperformed for me. Shot above his pay grade. Um, Bummer that AR Fox could be in it because I'm sure he would have done some wild shit. Yeah, for sure. Then we had Will Ospreay against Chris Jericho. Jericho comes out and performs judas live with fozzy yes he sounded like shit i mean he's not a good singer he's never been a good singer yeah i mean post-production in the studio is anything that's made uh him at least any successful in the music industry yeah but you know it's still it you know again it's it's always the baltimore backhanded compliment with chris jericho you know like (laughs) He sounded like dog shit, but he played his own song with his own band, walking himself to the ring yes. in front of 81,000 people. So, yeah. I mean, that's a flex. I, yeah, I can't uh, say it's not. Yeah, can't can't shit on that. Uh, Will Ospreay, despite being the heel in this feud, had yeah, the never massive the hero's welcome. Yeah. Uh, big time intro, big time entrance gear. Got uh, elevated playing there elevated finally. Play, crowd right? singing along. Like, yeah. it, was, it was a whole big to do. And... This match was great. I, I said when we were talking about it last week that this would be hopefully one of those matches where Jericho steps up because yeah. he wants to, you know, leave something for the next generation. And I feel like he absolutely did. Uh, it was full on like Wrestle Kingdom level main event match. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Osprey could put on a five star match with, you know. Us. My my niece or nephew. <laughs> uh and, and Cornette would lose his mind. But uh yeah, it was it was it was fantastic. I mean Osprey showed just he's the fucking guy, you yeah. know. No disrespect to to Danielson or, or Omega, but yeah. I don't think or Okada at that point, I don't think there's anybody as talented as Will Ospreay going right now. Yeah. He's, he's the next guy like, yeah. you know, Omega Danielson for the past few years, they've been the guys when it comes to big time, you know, 
future facing main events, sort of pushing sure. the art form forward. Now it's Osprey. Um, he did some wild spots. He brought back his Sky Twister pr- press to the floor. Mm-hmm. He took the ugliest German onto the apron I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. That was brutal. <laughs> um, and uh, gets the win with uh, multiple hidden blades and multiple storm breakers. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple times there. I was like, Oh fuck, Jericho's going to win this. Like they had me, yeah. they had me sitting on the edge of my seat. So, yeah. so well done. Was he the first, was Osprey the first guy to kick out of the Judas effect, by the way? I don't know. Yeah. Just, I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't remember them mentioning that. Yeah. I, you know what? Excalibur probably would have mentioned that if that was the thing. And I know for a very long time, the Stormbreaker was very protected, but I feel like Okada had kicked out of it at some point to, yeah. to, 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 to get that done. But yeah, the, I mean, and also the fact that they said that he beat, he beat Omega Okada and Jericho all within two months and Shingo. Cause yeah. he beat Shingo the day before. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love Shingo, he's not regarded in that same um, tier as those other guys. Right. Uh, although he should be, cause he's yeah. fucking fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a run in two months to beat all those legends. Absolutely. And uh, I'm 99% sure when his deal is up, Tony's making a big play. Big. Yeah. All the money, yeah. all the pounds. Um, so then Nigel McGuinness went to the ring, uh, to announce the official number of 81,035 paid, which they kept underlining as the largest paid attendance yeah. in pro wrestling history. So yeah. good on them there. That's, that's amazing. That's a lot of fucking people paid. And I think they put the total number of in-house around 90, 91 or something, so, something like that. Yeah. Um, so then we had the. Six man tag title match, the trios title match, as House of Black defended against the acclaimed. It was at this point that the crowd was definitely getting tired. <laughs> yeah. Um They eventually woke up in this match though, but they yeah. needed a breather. Yeah. Uh they they popped huge for the finish as the acclaimed won the trios yeah. tag titles. But uh it was definitely a struggle for a little while for them to get any response. Uh it was a no holds barred excuse me, no holds barred match, uh, which if you're going to do that, like there was the fucking stadium stampede earlier. You gotta, I know you gotta get that wild. Yeah. I feel like that kind of hurt the match. I feel like had it been just a straightforward, you know, six man tag, it, you know, might've built easier. I don't know. It's just, yeah. Like you said, trying to run back uh, a no DQ, no holds barred sort of thing after the crazy, you know, bloodlust that we had earlier in the yeah. evening. That's a, that's a hard sell. Um, highlighted the match for me. And uh, it, this sounds like I'm damning it with faint praise because, like, I thought Murphy and Brody looked awesome here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the highlight for me was when the acclaimed hit the scissor me timbers on Julia Hart. And Taz says, got her right in the yam bag and realizes in real time, it doesn't really apply here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I didn't love that spot. I think it was pretty unnecessary, to be honest with you. Like, and, and this is coming from somebody who has heat with Julia Hart for yeah. costing Death Triangle, the, the trio champions all those months ago. I just feel like, you know, any male on woman violence in the ring in 2023 is just a little, hmm. yeah, it's a little gross. Yeah. Uh, Plus it was like a 50 plus year old man and little, you know, 20 year old Julia Hart or whatever she is in yeah. there too. I was like, I didn't need that. How, how soon I forget to mention this because she was shown 
multiple times, including during this match, Mercedes Monet was at Wembley. Yeah. Shown on camera, identified by the commentary team. Yeah. So it looks like that's going to happen when she's cleared. Apparently she was originally penciled to be on this show before yeah. the injury, yeah. uh, which is a bummer. And there was another photo that came out on Twitter of um, she was wearing a boot on her uh, yes. foot ankle uh, there. Obviously, they didn't show that on the AEW side of things. But yeah, uh, then we had our main event, AEW world title MJF versus Adam Cole. Baby. Big time entrance for MJF, which was really ruined by one thing. So the gimmick was he was on this uh, moving gold throne. Mm-hmm. The first shot, you can clearly see the overweight uh, stagehand pushing it and huffing and puffing yeah, on the way to the ring. struggling. Yeah. Um, great unintentional humor, but definitely yes. not, not the intent. This match, I feel like. Hmm. How do I want to put it? The lasting legacy of Shawn Michaels. Yes. Yes. That, that is a great way to put it. This, this was an NXT TakeOver main event, main eventing an AEW show. Million percent. For all of the good and yes, all of the bad that means. Yeah. Uh, the the work rate between the guys was incredible. Uh, there was, a, a, I think it was a brain buster onto the stairs. Uh-huh. Uh, Cole on MJF, which is, again, one of the sickest spots I've ever seen. But the shenanigans were high, uh, including yes. a moment very early on where they decided they're going to wrestle in their better than you baby T-shirts. Don't know why that was a thing. Um, they both tried to do the Eddie Guerrero disqualification spot with MJF. Yeah. I think he's the first person to realize this. Oh, the smarter move is to pilmanize my head before I go yeah. down. Yeah, very genius. Uh, it ended with a double pin, which was bizarre. Yeah, did not care. For, oh, I mean, I, I guess it ended up working out, but it was like yeah. what we were all, you know, texting and everybody we were watching was like, what the fuck? Are you serious right now? This yeah. can't be the. Yeah. So this led to Adam Cole being able to ask for five more minutes. Yeah. Harkening back to the match that started this entire storyline. Yeah. And uh, Max says, no, no, we're just going to keep going until there's a winner. So Didn't Adam, he, he busted an F-bomb? Oh, yeah. Too, he, he, he dropped an F-sharp in there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the crowd goes nuts. And sure. they proceed to have, you know, another five, ten minutes of drama and ridiculousness. I think it was during this part where Bryce Remsburg ate a Panama sunrise like a champ. Yeah. Like, goddamn, Bryce. I know he you trained fully, to be in the ring, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> he almost fully rotated there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he sold bit. it, by the way. He he was oh, not yeah. on Dynamite or Rampage or Collision. He is supposed to be on the pay-per-view tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he comes out of neck brace, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be him and Roddy Strong uh, just walking around in neck braces. And Roddy Strong did get involved in this match. Of course he did. It was not to lead to the heel turn that... So many of us expected he was there to tempt Adam Cole into being a heel using the belt to get the win. Um, Max had a moment where he thought he was going to use the dynamite belt or not dynamite belt, dynamite diamond ring Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, decided against it. And ultimately, MJF wins the match. Um, They uh, they stand tall, um, you know, MJF uh, grabs the mic and says, you know, the crowd still loves Cole. I just got lucky. MJF grabbed the ROH tag titles and said, hey, you still got one of these. 
Cole slapped them away. This yeah. causes Max to flip out. And he's like, you know, you're a fake piece of shit. You, you were never really my friend. Hands him the belt and offers to let him hit him with the belt. Yeah. So he's looking at it and he's thinking about doing it. Roddy Strong comes out, gets on the apron once again, yelling at uh, Adam Cole do it, to do, do it. it, do it. And Cole drops the belt, hugs his buddy MJF is. Roddy Strong goes up the ramp, a defeated man where the kingdom are waiting for him. Uh, we got Pyro, we got Confetti, the Hull to do, and they announced August 25, 2024, they are going to go back to Wembley for All In. Hey, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, call in your shot. Yeah. Because, yes, they did 90,000 or 81,000 plus paid and, and, and all of that, but... I mean, shit, they, they've sold maybe a two thirds, if that of the United center for tonight's pay-per-view, uh, the advances well, for a lot of shows aren't looking too hot, but again, know. they're hitting the same markets over and over again over here. Yeah. That's true. You know, that's if they're going to make this an annual event in, in England, then, you know, I, I think people will, will show up for it. And our, our buddy Paul over there had a very good time from all oh, the accounts awesome. uh, that great. I heard from him. Um, he asked me to keep some of the details off the air, uh, of the stuff he got into, but we'll, he, we'll, we'll he, talk in between. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, he, he had a blast. So that's, I'm, I'm that's glad fantastic. that it was a good experience for the fans as well. Yeah. Um, and it looked like it was a, a great time for everybody. I mean, crowd was yeah. awesome all night. Um, you know, they were doing their chants as you would expect. Uh, I, I really enjoyed them, uh, singing along with MJF's music, which has no words, Nope. but they were just, you know, singing along. But then we had dynamite, which, uh, emanated from Chicago at the now arena where the first all in was held. Yeah. And the, like we said earlier, this was clearly slapped together. For good or for ill, it was slapped together. Uh, started there, I off, mean, there wasn't a, an awful show. There have been no, worse Dynamites. No, no. There, there were some very fun bits, and one of those was the opening match. It was John Moxley yeah. versus Commander. Uh, it was very clear Mox was going to win. Sure. Mox won. But uh, Mox gave Commander some great spots, some great home yeah. spots. And Commander, I, I know I've criticized him for having great spots, not really knowing the in-between. He looked better at that here. So he did. figured and it the, out. Especially since the match went longer than I expected it to. Yeah. Well, look, they had time to fill. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so there's a video package uh, talking about the international title reign of Orange Cassidy. Um, Cassidy said, you know, you think after all, and I take a break, but tonight I'm going to show John Moxley why I'm not the same wrestler that I was four years ago. Then we had a uh, video package from All In is the Young Bucks are backstage. And they're talking about their loss. They're interrupted by FTR, who are all like, hey, why didn't you shake our hands? Because they didn't shake the hands post-match. Yeah. Matt Nick said, hey, you know what? We made all in, and we're frustrated about our loss. Bucks are about to shake FTR's hands, but Bullet Club Gold comes in. Yeah, this locker room's only for winners. Matt yes. and Nick, get out. Yeah, that's what that's what Jay White said. Uh, they, it's him, Juice, the guns, card blade. Everyone's there. Uh, and in... <laughs> In one of the best lines, and I, I might have it wrong, uh, Jay White said, Dax, I don't know if you figured this out already, but there's four of us and there's four of you guys. 
so you know where this is going to go. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, eight-man tag set for All Out. That match should be really fun tonight. It should be fun, yeah. Um, we had highlights of the Outcast falling apart uh, at All In, and then we had Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara face-to-face. After the match with Osprey, Sammy Guevara came into the ring, tried to console his buddy. Jericho yeah. wanted nothing to do with it. And for a lot of this promo, it looked like we were going to get the Jericho-Sammy split. And I'm sitting there going, all right, so Sammy's going to you know, beat up Jericho. It's going to be Sammy versus Jericho at all in. Maybe Jericho, or sorry, all out. Maybe Jericho goes away for a little while. Yeah. Nah. No, they're nah. reuniting and going for the tag belts. Yeah, I mean, it, it really got heated than blaming each other for, for Jericho losing. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's just win some titles. And they're both like, okay, yeah, let's go. It's, it was pretty stupid. Yeah. Moxley backstage with uh, Claudio and uh, Yuta talking about the main event, which was OC versus Penta. Winner going against him at All mm-hmm. Out for the belt. He's like, you know, it's going to be a big time match. Everyone wants to talk about how they have all these titles, nicknames, hashtags. None of it matters. Because he's John Moxley and he's got the most bite. Uh, we had a New Japan Strong title match. Yeah. As Eddie Kingston defended against Wheeler Yuta. This match was super fun. It was. I uh, very much enjoyed this. Yuta took a lot <laughs> in this one, uh, but, you know, had some really great hope spots. There were times where I thought maybe Yuta was going to win. And uh, shout out to him and Eddie Kingston for being the biggest nerds in existence as Wheeler Yuta was wearing his Masawa uh, green and silver tights, and uh, Kingston was wearing his Kawada black and yellow gear. So uh, I didn't put that together. Okay, yeah, they, they even had a moment where uh, Wheeler they was did the, doing the, yeah. the elbow shots. So right, and uh, Kingston did the chops in the corner. Yes. Um, yeah. So we had highlights of the main event of All In. MJF backstage. He's upset that Adam Cole made him wrestle more in the last month than he's had to possibly ever in AEW. Um, Tony Khan apparently let him know that there's going to be a tag team battle royal on Rampage to find yeah. out who's going to go against them for the Ring of Honor tag titles all out. And it's at this point I'm going, MJF is going to fucking defend the Ring of Honor tag titles? All out. Your top guy is defending the second tier tag belt in what had been the preeminent show of yeah. AEW. Um, I mean, I, I you know what? I kind of like that they have the titles now and are able to do this because then sure. it makes, you know, it, the title, the, the triple B, the title matches that more special. Fair, fair. Um, but, uh, MJF is like, you know what? Uh, Oh, he also mentioned there's going to be a tournament for a title shot against at him at grand slam. Yeah. He also mentioned he was going to go to Paris and bang some rats. Yes. Uh, so, uh, this, this promo by MJF was, just lightning fire and just expertly performed. Like this guy is just firing on all cylinders yeah, right now. A whole, whole complete different level right now. He, yeah. he may be the most uh, complete pro wrestler going right now. And natural. Like yeah. none of this seems like he's acting like this. Right. Just, it just seems like him. Uh, Renee Paquette was backstage with Sammy uh, to find out his thoughts about the whole thing with Jericho interrupted by Don Callis. I fell asleep, I think. And speaking of falling asleep, Adam Cole then came out for a promo, which was interrupted by Roddy Strong in the kingdom. Okay. So why I gotta say, is Gamora is where I'm at. in I, all of this. I a hundred percent agree with you 
That said, mm-hmm. I think that Mike Bennett uh, did an actually really good job getting his part out. Sure. If, I, if if I'm trying to find some silver lining in this, sure. Um, Roddy is still sounds like a snotty robot. Yeah. Uh, I guess is the way I want to put that. Sixteen year old. Yeah, not and and definitely sounds like he's acting. Like yeah. it does not sound natural at all. Like he's remem- actively remembering his lines. Yes. Um. Very distracting. And Matt Taven is his continued existence is a just a baffling confounding thing to me i I just can't can't get it but more than anything else you had this extended promise i mean like it must have went like 12 15 minutes at least you have the number one number two face of the company yeah with a lower tier joke heel Mm -hmm. and two guys who no one knows shit about yeah are never on tv except for just consoling the nerd yeah uh I, I would love to see I, – and we don't really get him anymore, but I would love to see what happened ratings-wise at this point because yeah. even I was struggling to not touch the remote at this point. Yeah, it was pretty – and I just – I don't know. Either get there or don't. Yeah. You know, Roddy said he's going to enter the tournament to to face Max at Grand Slam. If that's the fucking title match at Grand Slam, that is yeah. a massive disappointment. Yeah. Uh, not Not a fan of that myself either. We had a six-woman tag, Chris Statlander, Britt Baker, and Hikaru Shida. Shida and Britt Baker on the same side, even though the finish of the women's yeah. match was what it was. Uh, they defeated Nyla Rose, Marina Shafir, and Emi Sakura, three people who were surprised they got to be on Dynamite, I have no doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, a f- a f- you know, it was fine. Fine, was fine. match. Yeah, Nothing world-breaking going on there. It's weird that... I'm always off put by somebody wrestling without shoes, Uh, (laughs) not just because of my aversion to looking at feet, but just it seems dangerous and painful. I don't know. I I don't necessarily disagree. I mean, I get if you're, you know, doing an MMA match, you don't wear boots or shoes or anything. But this this is an MMA. That's up there with me with uh, when Cody Rhodes. No knee pads. No knee pads. It just looks wrong. It does. I think the only wrestler that looks right without knee pads is – Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, I, just because I'm so used to it, I yeah. think, is part of it. But it just – and also, Cody doesn't have the beefy legs to pull that off. That, He's got, like, chicken really legs, too. Yeah. So uh, we had a does video Brock, pad- does, Brock doesn't wear knee pads, does he? Uh, no, but he wears the shorts. He he wore knee pads when he wore the short tights. Oh, that's uh, right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. now he's got the MMA hybrid look. Yeah. Um. So we had a video package about Shane Taylor and I'm going, what fucking Shane Taylor. <laughs> and I understand had you been watching ring of honor television. Yeah. Shane Taylor won a tournament to get won a tournament. To no get a tournament. Title shot. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I can already hear Justin for yep. our next, uh, yeah. Uh, our next legal soapbox, uh, available now on Patreon at the $5 tier. Yeah. Uh, so Shane Taylor, who's never been on AEW television, is yeah. getting this video promo because he's going against Samoa Joe at All Out. Okay, sure. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I this don't. This is a weird show, man. I don't dislike Shane Taylor. No. Um, but 
I think it, it might be a fun match. But it, it, yeah, it's kind of it's a hoss fight. Because yeah. uh, it's another hoss fight is is there's a couple hoss fights in this pay per view, but yeah, it's it's definitely a slapdick thrown together card considering yeah. the matches we got the prior last week. Yeah, uh, Don Callis and Takeshita are backstage figuring out strategy for the weekend. I did uh, like this sort yes. of you know screen aided um, PowerPoint uh, presentation from Don Callis here because it, it it makes sense. It was different and it looked mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, and those were actually Omega's legit X-rays. You can see it. his real name on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So either someone in the props department is really clever, or they were legit. Yeah. The acclaimed Billy Gunn had their trios title celebration, which was a thing. I think I most enjoyed the fact that Billy Gunn said, "Hey, we're running short on time," and they went on for like. 12 minutes it was yeah it wasn't necessarily long but they have new trios titles yeah that's all you really need to know they're pink and the ends can be scissored yeah we had our main event orange cassie defending against penta el zero miedo who was wearing the same gear as penta oscuro on sunday right uh oc retains in an absolutely fucking fantastic match this was a lot of fun um a lot of a lot has been said about this match. Yes, on the Twitter uh, machine. Um, now, obviously, I'm you know a number one Penta guy over here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had a lot of great spots in this. OC continues to show you know worker of the year. I think. Yeah, uh, easily MVP of the year for AEW. Yeah, it's it, it's it's hard to argue. Um, but there were. The the thing that pissed me off, and it isn't what pissed off the rest of the internet. The, what pissed off the internet was the three consecutive destroyers. Yeah. Um, the locomotion destroyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I don't – I really – I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool you know, as shit. I, I, I don't look at my AEW for realism in wrestling yeah. uh, most of the time. I look for fun, uh, innovative spots, and this was certainly that. Yeah. Um, you know, what pissed me off, again, being the pentahomer I am, sure. is that Orange Cassidy kicked out of two consecutive fear factors, one of which on the apron. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 a little egregious to me. Yeah. Did not care for that. Yeah. Had it had it been, uh, uh, you know, a foot on the rope thing or something. The first like one that. was. Oh, the first one. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, he grabbed I, the rope. I, I can accept that. Yes. Yeah. I'm but then fine the second with that one because that is the ring. Yeah. Th- like that is you got lucky. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that, Penta got sloppy in the finish. You well, got he grabbed lucky. the leg, but didn't, yeah. didn't secure the arm. So right, yeah, right. He he was halfway there. Yeah. So I I get it. That that was fine. The second one was definitely like, mm. but yeah. uh, OC wins uh, with another flash pin as he continues yeah. to get lucky here, uh, and then Arch Casty grabs a chair and a microphone. Yeah. Sits down. Breathing heavy, looking at the the uh, hard cam, he's like, "Look, I I I don't normally talk, and my body really hurts." But he, he says, uh, I, "I'm still here. I'm defending the title. It means everything to me. This is what AEW is about: putting a person who's called too different and a yeah. you know, not a real wrestler made him champion. He's going to defend the title as long as he wants." And Moxley on Sunday, you better bring more than a fork because I'm Orange Cassidy, and I don't have a catchphrase. And that t-shirt available now at awshop.com. Yes. yes. Um, I thought this was great. Uh, yeah. 
OC turns out really good on the mic. And then Mox came out. They had their face to face. Good way to end the show before yeah. uh, the pay-per-view on Sunday. Uh, I I have no notes. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if he's coming out of the pay-per-view with this. Most likely not. Let's very quickly talk about Rampage. And I say quickly because really there was only one thing of note, which was the tag team battle royal. Yeah. Uh, where John Silver and Alex Reynolds won. So really? tonight it is MJF and Adam Cole defending against Silver and Reynolds. See, I was thinking it would be Aussie Open and they get a return match. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of hoping at least. Yeah. Huh. Uh, interesting. Um, in terms of like there were, you know, there's usually like a work rate match on there. Something fun yeah. to watch. It was uh, Vikingo and Nick Wayne against Kip Sabian and Gringo Loco. Really fun match. So. Hmm. Okay. Uh, if you feel like it, that's what you should stream. And then that brought us to Collision, which, like we said, started with the very odd, very real, very raw Tony Khan speech about yeah. letting go CM Punk and immediately took us to the ring as Ricky Starks came out to a massive ovation from the Chicago crowd. Of cheers. Of cheers. Yes. They okay, were he's very supposed to be excited. a shithead heel right now. Yes. Um, so he's uh, accompanied by his uh, his wrestler his and employee, yeah, uh, Big Bill. Hell yeah, Big Bill, get get that money. And Tony Schiavone uh, just talks to him and says, "You know, you issued a challenge to Ricky Steamboat on social media, a seventy year old man for a strap <laughs> match. Are you insane?" <laughs> That's how he put it. That's the right way to handle it, especially with Schiavone delivering that. Yes. Perfect. No yeah. notes. So Starks grabs the mic and it was the first of a few kind of veiled kind of talking about reality, but turning it back into, you know, AEW thing. He, it was clearly from the heart and he's talking about how he's tired of having to constantly start over. He gets to a point. He thinks that's where he's going to be. And then something happens and he has to rebuild again and rebuild again and rebuild again. Hey, that's I Legit. get that. I get yeah. it. It, it. It's pretty much a given that this was going to be a segment where CM Punk gets involved and it turns out right. to be Punk versus Starks for the real world title. Starks get this big, if not main event, semi-main against CM Punk in Chicago. But, you know, he doesn't <laughs> get to have it because yeah. Punk's taken away from him. Yeah. Also, there was a point where while he was ranting and raving, he looked over at Big Bill and again, clearly just off the top of his head, he said, you know what? He said, you know what? I'm proud of you. And you can do anything you want to do in this business. Okay. <laughs> and then he ties it right back into the story. He goes, yeah. you know, I, I was angry because I was suspended. Uh, I missed all in because of it. And I want an answer from Ricky Steamboat here tonight. Steamboat comes out. He's got a contract in hand and he says, you know what? I got this contract here. I want Starks put his money where his mouth is. The contract says Ricky Starks versus the dragon. Mm-hmm. 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 So of course Stark signs it as soon as possible. And Steamboat says, you know, I'm, I'm Ricky Steamboat. People call me the dragon, Ricky Steamboat, Ricky, the dragon Steamboat. No one really calls me the dragon, but there's another dragon in professional wrestling that everyone loves. Yeah. Fucking Brian Danielson comes out. Who had a broken arm a month ago. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know, like he wasn't cleared for all in, but a week later he's good to go. Yeah, uh, as once again, John Moxley and Brian Danielson saved the company from CM Punk. <laughs> Pretty much. Now, did he, he didn't have any kind of cast or anything on his no, arm, did he? No, uh, you could see a scar on his arm, but that was sure, about oh, it. Yeah. Um, comes out to a big face reaction, understandably, because holy fucking yeah. shit, we're going to get Danielson against Starks. Danielson signs the contract. It's going to be Starks against Danielson in a strap match. Uh, so fucking wild. That also um, kind of protects Danielson from the work rate style, too, if it's a gimmick. Right, right. It, it can just be a crazy brawl and you know, yeah. do that. John Moxley cuts a promo. John Moxley's first appearance on Collision. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So Mox, it's a pre-tape. Talk about Orange Cassidy. And he puts Cassidy over fucking huge. Nice. Puts out that Orange Cassidy is a puzzle that 31 men before him could not solve. Okay. Says people call him a cosplay wrestler. Talk about how, you know, he's wrong for this business. He's a real deal. He's on the run of a lifetime. And uh, the chance to be someone on a run like that only comes rarely. And Mox wants to be that guy. He says there's a difference between real wrestlers and fake ones. And Mm -hmm. I loved this Mm -hmm. line. When it gets hard, the fake ones look for a way out. <laughs> and he said, Cassie on Sunday, I hope you aren't looking for a way out. Dang. Yeah. That's nice. Look, Mox called it a year ago. Fragile yeah, mind, did. fragile body, fragile ego. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure when, when that announcement came out, probably Renee had to tell him because why would you look at Twitter? Sure. And he's probably just like... All right, fine, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Uh, The Acclaim defended the trio's tag titles against 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Really fun match. Uh, Garcia and 2.0 were seconded by Jake Hager, who is somehow still there. Don't know. Still wearing the hat, or did he turn the hat in? Didn't he? So now he's now he's got nothing. Oh, I I I forgot to mention uh, a, a great line from the opening segment when Danielson came out and signed everything. Yeah. Nigel McGinnis on commentary goes, oh, now he could wrestle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bless you, Nigel. Yes. Um, Ricky Starks backstage once again with Tony Schiavone says tomorrow night's going to be no different than any other challenge. I'm going to beat Brian, Danielson. D- Brian Danielson. Easy for okay. me to say. Yeah. Yeah. Ozzy um, Open had a really awesome tag match with Nick Wayne and Commander, who just seems to wrestle with all the luchas now. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, sure. Uh Basically, Ozzy Open murdered Nick Wayne in this match. (laughs) So after the match, here comes Tony Schiavone, who's wanting to talk to Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne is talking about how he's frustrated. He lost. He's frustrated how he keeps losing. But I can't stop thinking about how Darby Allen forgave A.R. Fox for what happened. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Calls out Darby. Darby comes down and says, let me tell you a story, story you don't know. I was there when, you know, I, I, I was there when you were first coming up, but there was a time where I got into a fight with your dad, buddy Wayne, and I didn't talk to any of you for three years. Mm. And in that time, buddy Wayne passed and I had to live with that. He never got to say, I'm sorry. Never got to make things happen. And he said, that's why I forgave AR Fox so quickly. You never know how much time is left. Okay. Asks Nick Wayne to be in his corner tonight on the pay-per-view. 
Is Nick Wayne turning heel? This brings out Christian. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> because someone mentioned a dead dad. Uh-huh. Christian came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got radar for that. And he's like, okay, you're talking about your dad. I already know his name. What's your mom's name, by the way? I might want to hop in those DMs. <laughs> oh, you scumbag. And he said that uh, you know, it's very clear that uh, Nick Wayne is Darby Allen's personal project because I've never pretended to be something I'm not. Meanwhile, Darby's sitting here talking about how he's sad that he wasn't around your dad for two years. And immediately yeah. the crowd goes, three! <laughs> and Christian breaks. This and does they he. cut to Darby and Nick Wayne, and they are fighting from breaking. <laughs> but uh, Christian decides to, to you know pull himself together. Kevin Kelly pointed out, by the way, Christian's not in the match. Yeah, it's Luchasaurus right. yeah. against yeah. Darby Allen. But Christian said, Nick Wayne, you should bring a towel to the ring tomorrow night to throw it in because Darby's going to need it. Okay. That's where the heel turn happens. Uh huh. We're getting the old Bret Hart early uh, towel throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was uh, Survivor Series 90. I don't know, 4, maybe? 94. 93, 94. Bob Backlund. Had him in the chicken wing for like 20 minutes, and Owen uh, inadvertently knocks out the British Bulldog and then coaxes uh, Helen Hart to throw in the towel. Yes. Um, then we had two back-to-back promos putting over what's going to be an awesome tag match on the show tonight. Claudio Castagnoli is there with Wheeler Yuta, and he said, Eddie Kingston, congratulations on beating Wheeler Yuta because we beat him up every day. It means nothing. And then he throws a European <laughs> uppercut at Yuta. <laughs> oh, I love that. And he says, Sunday, I'm going to beat you with Yuta. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So then they cut to Eddie Kingston and Shibata. Mm-hmm. And Kingston's talking about how, uh, you know, Yuta is taking all this crap. It's not worth it. And he said, the reason why, Claudio, you won't look at me is because you're afraid of me. And Sunday, you're going to have to face me. And he says, Shibata, what do you think of them? And Shibata pauses for a second, holds up his phone as Google Translate, and translate and says, you both suck. <laughs> Amazing. Um, is Shibata's a pure champ? Is, am I, or, yes, or Shibata is, pure champ. Yeah, yeah, correct. yeah. Um, Lexi Nair backstage with Soraya and Ruby Soho. Um, this was more putting over uh, the breakup of the outcasts ruby saying yep. that uh, isn't there a, a, a trio women's match with the outcasts though yes was that the, last that, night that was later on in the show okay um but uh ruby's like i'm beating chris statlander tomorrow night everything's fine you're gonna see it in the trios match okay dennis rodman comes to the ring dennis rodman announced the day of collision as being on collision right um and before he gets to say anything would you like to guess who came out to confront Dennis Rodman? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's these assholes. Absolutely. Jeff Jarrett and crew make their way to the ring. Uh, talked about how, you know what? We were in WCW. We were both in the NWO. I was even the leader of the NWO at one point. <laughs> so it's true. he wants to make a deal with Rodman. And he's offering him a spot in their crew. Yeah. And uh, Rodman's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not so much into it. They try going back and forth. Sanjay has a shirt with Rodman's face on it and saying, hey, okay. let's do this. Rodman shoves 
uh, Sanjay Dutt. Was it supposed to be a choke slam and kind of ended up as a shove, or do you think it was intentionally? It was, it was a shove? just a mess. Uh, okay. But uh, Acclaim make the save, so it's going to be the Acclaimed on Zero Hour tonight, defending the trios titles against Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. Uh, Dennis Rodman is going to be in the corner of the Acclaimed. Okay. Once again, dueling promos. Shane Taylor. He couldn't have gotten Scotty Pippen. <laughs> yeah. No tipping Pippen, man. He's, he's rough to get. Um, once again, dueling promos. Shane Taylor and Samoa Joe talking about All Out. Joe absolutely killed it in his promo, saying he's given uh, Shane Taylor reality check at All Out. Mm, okay. Um, he says Shane Taylor is going to hope he gives a performance of a lifetime, but he's going to wish he was fighting someone else. And... Uh, Taylor said uh, that uh, he ho- hoped that he was going to knock Joe out, but Joe's going to make an example of him and make him regret ever saying his name. Okay. So, pretty dope. Then we had Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, and Chris Statlander against the Outcast. Again, Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida teaming together in a trios match, even though they were involved in the finish just a few days ago. Anyway. Were they, though? Because <laughs> it wasn't the actual finish. <laughs> But still. I know. I get you. Um, surprise, surprise. Hold to do with uh, all Tony. of uh, all of the schmazing with the, the green spray paint. Uh, Britt Baker gets the spray paint in her face. Ruby Soho gets hit in her future. And that's it. So mm-hmm. the heels go over early on. Uh, Adam Cole. Wait, who uh, got pinned? Uh, it was uh, Britt Baker. Britt got pinned. Okay. Yeah. Um, Adam Cole backstage cutting a promo against the Dark Order, saying that they were a great tag team, but uh, me and MJF, we're, we're not planning on losing the belts anytime soon. And then <laughs> he reads a list of insults that MJF sent him via text. <laughs> and he's censoring it as he goes along. And he said, I can't read that last one that horrifies me. So <laughs> that's, that's how they did that promo. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs murdered a jobber in eight seconds, mm-hmm. and this brought Miro out. They had a brawl, so that was pretty cool. Uh, There's a hype video for Takeshita versus Mega, which is awesome, and I hope they rerun it on the pay-per-view. Okay. Uh, Orange Cassidy cutting a promo so? uh, backstage, saying he didn't want to talk mm-hmm. right now, but it's like this title match, it's nothing like I've ever done before. Proved in Chicago against Pac just a few years ago that I belong in the ring here. Also in Chicago, I faced Will Ospreay. I proved I could hang with the best in the world. And yeah. now he's facing John Moxley. Moxley was a guy who put AEW on his shoulders when AEW was down. But tomorrow, Cassidy's going to take that burden off his shoulders. That's a great promo. Yeah. Great stuff. He's still not winning. Yeah, undoubtedly. <laughs> uh, but then the main event is it, was... Is that the main of the pay-per-view? Uh, right now, yes. Um, so Mox is definitely winning. Yeah. Uh, Jay White and Dax Harwood were the main event of Collision. Uh, very good match. Jay White ends up winning. Young nice. Bucks come out. They offer a handshake to FTR. FTR refuses it. So, of course, there are... Sh- they just... That doesn't make sense. Because yeah. they... Okay, whatever. Yeah, it's it, it's shenanigans. Shenanigans. But this takes us to All Out, which is tonight on Pay-Per-View. 13 matches. Fuck me. All right. Three well, two on the pre-show. The three on the pre-show. Okay. Yeah. So on the pre-show, we've got Athena, Mercedes, Martinez, and Diamante against Hikaru Shida, Willow, Nightingale, and Sky Blue. Thank God, Britt Baker, not on the side with Hikaru Shida. Sorry. At least we get to see Sky Blue's ass. 
We've got the acclaimed and Billy Gunn defending the belts against Jeff Jarrett, Sautam Singh, and Jay Lethal. Dennis Rodman okay. in the corner of the acclaimed. No one has been announced for it, but they're running back the over-budget Battle Royal from All In One. At oh, All okay. Um, and that's on the pre-show. That's on the pre-show. So no idea what's happening there. They haven't announced a single person who's supposed to be in it. All right. Luchasaurus defending the TNT title against Darby Allen, Christian in the corner of Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne in the corner of Darby Allen, and I'm sure Nick mm-hmm. Wayne, much like Roddy Strong, will be wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm turning on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs, which should be awesome. Should slap, yeah. Chris Statlander defending the TBS title against Ruby Soho, which could be good. Sure. We'll yeah, no, I like them both. They're both very good workers. Uh, Brian Danielson in a strap match against Ricky Starks, which... Man, Starks has a moment here to really make his name. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he has to go over here. Yeah. Um, Kenny Omega versus Kanase Takeshita. I think this is where Takeshita gets anointed as the next big thing. Yeah. Really excited for this match. I think in ring wise, this is going to be the best match of the night. Um, Eight man tag, Bullet Club Gold of the Guns, Jay White, Juice Robinson against FTR and the Young Bucks. Bullet Club Gold definitely winning that. Mm hmm. Adam Cole and MJF are defending the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles against Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Gee, wonder who's winning that one. I think I know who's winning, but for me, the 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 question mark is how much do Silver and Reynolds get? Because they are a great fucking in-ring duo. No, they are. And they're on the same page. And, you know, there's always the question of, you know, the level of coexistence between right. uh, MJF and Cole. There have been some hiccups in the road. Right. But, you know, the, the, the storyline must continue. Indeed. Ring of Honor World television title. Joey Samoe defending against Shane Taylor, which could be good. But again, no one fucking knows who Shane Taylor is. Yeah. Um, Kingston Shibata against Claudio and Yuta. Should be that's a that's a sleeper awesome. of the night. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And then uh, Orange Cassidy defending the international championship against John Moxley. I'm with you. I think Moxley is winning, but at this point, if they have OC win, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I wouldn't either. Um, but I feel you know, it's the uh, it's the, the OC in the old I'm tired boss uh, so, yeah, yeah. sort of a uh, sort of situation here. Uh, he has been carrying dynamites for the past what four months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> easy if not longer uh, with this title reign, and you know, every match has delivered. I think absolutely um, in the be, ratings and in ring. Yeah, this should be no no difference. Um, I feel like you know they've kind of been setting this up mox and oc mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. a little bit here so yeah. it definitely seems like the direction is is mox and again you know mox to be a guy to to carry a title and to be that new work rate guy for a couple months and yeah. let oc rest <laughs> you know yeah. is not a terrible idea so yeah and uh you know i'm sure it's going to deliver in ring because sure oc's been on this tear and mox as we saw last year when things get tough. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah. He, he's the one that, that makes everything better and, uh, stick it like duct tape. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's really got a, he's, he's got this moment to once again, show the world that AEW is bigger than one guy. And, yeah. uh, with that, we wrap up a very long episode of the rough house podcast. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> we have been uh, talking <laughs> and, uh, blissfully, I feel like I could say this. This is the last time we will be talking about CM Punk. Oh, okay. Well, 
sure, you say that now, but yeah. just be ready with your DMX sound effect for next Sunday. All right. Yeah. Always have it. Always at the ready. Here we yeah. go again. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. This episode of The Rough House is brought to you by Lance Archer's new restaurant, Everybody Dines. That's right. When you walk through the front doors of Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, you're going to get just that. The opportunity to dine, and if you happen to dine and dash, you will die. Jake the Snake Roberts will grab you out front, pull you back inside, shove a crack pipe in your kid's mouth, piss in a bucket as Lance Archer proceeds to tear you apart piece by piece. At Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, I have everything. Try the Tomahawk Murder Hawk Steak as well as the Mohawk Chicken Tenders for the little kids. That's right. At Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, you dine, I dine, we all dine, everybody dines. At Lance Archer's Everybody Dines.